0: Laughter is a devilish wind which deforms uh, the lineaments of the face and makes men look like monkeys.
1: Welcome to... Erst, a Latin language sermon presented to a small selection of extremely submissive and breedable twinks in a remote <laughs> European <laughs> abbey. I am Brother Devon. I'm a horrid little fucked up goblin creature. Nothing about my face looks right and it's clear that I was put together incorrectly by an uncaring and cruel god. That's right, I'm English. But also, I'm a librarian in the aforementioned... Remote Abbey joining me as ever in charge of innovating new and increasingly fucked up haircuts
2: Hello
0: I am a remote Abbey
1: <laughs> just, just where did you come up with that that new idea but in the bold <laughs> spot there I would never have thought of that
0: Yeah and, and like gluing various bits to the front and sides Yeah it's, I, I just do whatever the fuck you know
1: Truly a master at her craft. Also with me, head down in the library, hard at work translating various texts from unintelligible and boring dead languages, such as English, Greek, Latin, uh, into the only language that matters, Arabic.
2: Brother (laughs) Alice.
3: (laughs) Salaam alaikum. Uh, (laughs) Creeping Islamization coming to the Abbey. And what's this?
1: Slamming the doors open, storming into the hall, clearly having imbibed heavily from the heretical decoction white claw. (laughs) And quite rudely pointing out the inaccuracies with both my outfit, my working definition of the Dark Ages, and everything that we've got going on here. It's historian, Dr. Eleanor Ianaga.
4: Hello. Um... (laughs) I I just I I can't improve on that. That's what am I what am I supposed to do with this? You're starting too high, brother Devin. <laughs> what, am I, what am I meant to go on here? It's it's too good. It's too good.
1: Uh thank you thank you
4: for coming with us to discuss. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> um, yeah. A pleasure. I'm trying to make, you know, that Thanos glove but with all of the Trash Future Extended Universe.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, I just
4: need hell of a way to die glove. now. Uh, yeah. which I don't think I'm going to get.
3: So, mm, it's hard yeah. hard
4: Yeah, that's hard the, to pick one for that mm,
3: mm, mm. Mm. so hypothetically if I wanted to buy a book right now <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I've been looking at my, my shelf right now and I'm thinking shit mm-hmm. there's room for a book on that bad boy and
4: I bet yeah. that what you're saying to yourself is you were hoping obviously to have a book about medieval history but you're like why aren't there any oh I don't know graphics graphic yeah. design is my passion right. and mm-hmm. so Luckily, into that void in your shelf, in your heart, you can put my new book, The Middle Ages, A Graphic History, out on Icon in the UK. Not yet in America and Australia, New Zealand. That's in September. But
0: But what if you've been working? What if before reading it, I wanted to watch two hours and 10 minutes of a film starring Sean Connery?
4: Well, <laughs> Abby, we must one. do. Abby, you are in luck because
3: yeah, because they made they made an Amazon series of this recently. Really? We did not watch that. We watched the nineteen eighty six movie. The Name of the mm. Rose. We are going back-to-back back Old Connery. Mm-hmm. Uh, ba- based on recording, since we did um, Moonraker right before this, we're also going back-to-back back Michael Lonsdale, which is very mm-hmm. cool. It's back Lonsdale. Is back, baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, no, we're having a great time. We're watching a two-hour, 20-minute movie about monks based on an Umberto Eco novel. Now... I love Umberto Eco, and I love Umberto Mm -hmm. Eco novels. Uh, one thing that I would not do to my worst enemy, in order to, like, (laughs) curse them with madness, the likes of which the world has never seen, would be ask them to adapt it into a screenplay. Right? Oh, Yeah.
4: Yeah. No. Umberto
3: Eco... Very, uh, often very mystical, often, uh, like, uh, very interested in, like, conspiracy and secret knowledge and layers of meaning, and, like, uh, in particular in, in the novel that this is based off, The Name of the Rose, uh, Labyrinths, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all of which adapt so fucking well to 24 frames per second of film stock.
0: And also just we're the idea see. of doing a postmodern detective novel, where, like... Hmm. Spoilers like there isn't a mystery like it's just yeah
4: it's it's pre- it just pretty a heavy-handed. bunch of
2: bullshit like
1: it's just a series mm-hmm. of things happen really
2: yeah yeah mm. Mm.
1: there's a couple I of scenes isn't. that just feel like they arrived from a different movie and they didn't really have anything to do with the plot ongoing yeah. or to be referred <laughs> back <laughs> my, to
3: my my brain is still poisoned by um, Rising Sun right so mm. we. We set out uh, our stage in Tuscany, in northern Italy, in 1327. And as soon as this was laid out for me, knowing that Sean Connery was going to be in this movie, my brain immediately went: in Italy, the shempai-kohai relationship <laughs> was assumed whenever an older and a younger monk work together, because right. we got we got a we got a a, senpai, a master and a novice, a kohai. We got a. Uh, William of Baskerville, Sean a
1: twink. Yeah, William,
3: William of Baskerville, a Franciscan friar, Sean Connery, uh, who has been assigned a submissive and breedable boy wife. Uh, he yeah. has Adzo of Milk, uh, a, a novice played by a, an extremely young Christian Slater.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize if, that was If you century.
3: if you like if if you like Christian Slater saying the word master in a faintly questioning intonation, you are going to fucking jerk yourself raw to this movie.
1: <laughs> I don't appreciate you calling me out quite that hard, but that's that's <laughs> fine. Thank you. So,
0: we're in 14th century Italy and we go to this like Monty Python ass abbey and mm. And uh, Drax, the villain from Moonraker, is there. You'll remember him from our episode on Moonraker. He's the guy who's Peter Dinklage if you click the top right-hand corner and drag him up. So he's just, like, mm-hmm. same size as everyone else. He, he,
3: um, he is the abbot of yeah. this monastery. And Sean
0: Connery which... is Sherlock Holmes, brackets, monk.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes, brackets, monk, has nominally been invited to this monastery along with a bunch of other, like, uh, you know, important people in the church who will follow on later? Uh, Have, having successfully obliterated the planet's supply
1: of perfect ten out of ten dime piece himbos <laughs> in space, oh. unfortunately, Drax has had to refer back to the young stock version of a himbo, which is of course a twink, um, and the most <laughs> fucked up looking people you've ever seen in your
3: goddamn life. That's right. The ca- the cast of American Horror Story for each show understand. occupy looks this like monastery. Fucking
4: Nosferatu. It's Every- wild how out of their way they go to make everyone look creepy as hell. It's mm. like there are the twinks. You've got the mm. twinks who are all hot and there's there's three twinks, you know, several, you know, I I, I 3 twinks is called a uh, a KY, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with something here, I don't know. It's called
3: know. a polycule. Uh, oh,
4: yeah, exactly, if you're lucky. Mm, and then everyone mm. else, but then there's like Sean Connery, who we've got in the daddy role. Yeah. Right? So so Sean, kind of, Sean Connery arrives for like this yeah, yeah, for
3: this... yeah, for this, theor- for this theoretical, theological conference in Yarnum, basically. Yeah. And uh, w- what is, like, quite a deep and rich and nuanced novel about uh, exactly like the relationship of the church to truth and like seeking after truth is kind of reduced to uh, having a severe axe to grind against the one true holy Roman apostolic Catholic church, which is fine. fine. I'm, I'm all in favor of that. But the way in which they go about it is like a series of heavy handed things about how, man, these guys are repulsive. So, every mm. other monk in this place, besides Sean Connery, Twinks, and Hugo Drax, is like in some way physically deformed or like abnormal or like weirdly effeminate, which is interesting. Uh, they've, they've got like fucked up tonsures. They've got hunchbacks. They've got like facial deformities, stuff like that. And from this, you were meant to go man, this is kind of like, I um, don't, know, don't know if I like these guys. This feels like a kind of a, a hostile, threatening well, environment.
1: Com- coming from a small West Country town um, <laughs> on the southwest coast of England, I actually felt right at home. Yeah, these guys all look mm. very
0: normal. Um, but anyway, uh, Connery rocks up to this abbey with his twink, and uh, they say, oh, welcome, and Connery... Uh, we get a little character establishing moment where the twink needs to use the toilet, and Connery has done Sherlock Holmes magic to deduce where it is. Um, but then Drax, I'm going to call him fucking Drax, um, <laughs> says that, oh, everyone's a bit kind of rattled at the moment because um, one of their young twink femboy monks was found dead underneath a window that does not open below a roof onto which there is no access.
3: Mm, So it's like, "Ah, a locked window mystery.
0: It's a, it's, there has been a murder. Um, And unless Connery can solve it with his apparent like brain god logic powers, uh, Drax might have to summon the Inquisition, which Mm. I'm guessing is bad because they're called the Inquisition.
4: Yeah, it's, it, it's an interesting one because the way that they are kind of yielding, like, wielding the, the Inquisition in this is really interesting to me. Um, mm. And, it like, the Inquisition does exist in the 14th century. Mm. Like, the Inquisition pretty much came into being expressly to bully the Cathars. And so it was kind of brought out in the 12th century because they were like, it seems that these people... These guys are being too are, cool.
3: Women yeah, priests? Yeah.
4: Sounds like these guys are fucking. Someone better go put a stop to that. Essentially, mm. so um claiming Inquisition... that you can
3: become free of earthly sin—insane. No, absolutely no. not. Oh. No, no, oh, you fool.
4: <laughs> and so it does. The Inquisition does exist at this juncture. It's also partially brought in um, when the Knights Templar get taken down, but. It wasn't really the Inquisition that did that specifically. That was the King of France that pulled that one. You know, he, like he invites the Inquisition in. And a lot of the time, like, you know, I have nothing good to say about the Inquisition. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the way that we relate to the Inquisition is like, oh, it's like the church cops and they're yes. hiding under your bed and they're going mm-hmm. to come and torture everyone. But usually the way that it works is that a crown somewhere summons the church cops.
3: Right. So, like,
4: in the case of, like, the Spanish in- Inquisition, for example, Ferdinand and Isabella were like, oh, please come, church cop, everyone who isn't actually Christian, now that right. we've done kind of, the Reconquista.
3: Kind of shit you do when you call yourself his most Catholic majesty. Ah, but, exactly. yeah, no, it, it's a very, like, the way the Inquisition is in this in this movie is, like catholic fbi right yeah. they 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 show up in the windbreakers with inquisition on the back and they take <laughs> all of the files out of the fucking monastery oh um, they did
4: my boy f murray abraham so wrong by making him be in the inquisition i was all like oh yeah homeboy's in this where's he at and then i was like no not bernardo gui <laughs> mm. like she shakes fist at sky um, yeah. an yeah. actual they, and they they got an actual guy in. they 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 sure did look up a name they meet this nosferatum looking motherfucker
3: <laughs> the twink fanboy monk has been killed a Delmo yes. of Otranto uh, and he is an illuminator and uh, w- like William has heard of him because he's like renowned for his irreverent marginalia
4: he does like, amazing he will, fan like... art like, he's so yeah, good. he does bits in the side he's, all, which was he's a always posting thing. it in <laughs> the subreddit which I mean I... I'm mm. assuming it's just dicks all day long
0: like, that's what's what we see it later so... on
4: we see some of his, his, his furry fan art
0: later on but Sean yeah. Connery meets Nosferatu. Alice, please tell me you got the drop of this guy describing the dead monk.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> yes.
2: There was something feminine, something diabolical
1: about the young one who died in the eyes of a girl. <laughs> Yeah, and do you also okay. have the one of the same guy saying "Among Us"?
3: <laughs> Fuck, I don't. Shit. Okay, this is like fully. This is the story of how a monastery tears itself apart for in the quest for twink busing, which
4: this, this description us. was so unhinged that I was having a really hard time finding the name of the rose brackets 1986 to watch in the United Kingdom mm. One cannot pay to watch this movie apparently no. and so I was like okay screw it I found a, a version NS español, and you know I speak Spanish so that's fine and I got to that description and I was like my Spanish is really rusty I must be so wrong about this like this cannot Muy be what actually got femboismo. said <laughs> So I went and then, like, eventually, like, I squirrel around for another hour, finally find an English version, get there, and I'm like, no. Nope.
3: <laughs> no, he said that nope,
4: shit. Nope, uh, yeah. Spanish is fine. He meets Nosferatu,
3: <laughs> who simply tells him that he, him, Bussy got me acting unwise. So
1: yeah. the thing is, <laughs> this, this character is called uh, Ubertino, and he's introduced. They enter this chapel, and he's just lying on the fucking ground. Yeah, yeah. being he's devotional.
3: Con- yeah, Listen, in the Middle Ages, as much as now, you could get away with any shit you wanted to do, so long as you sold it hard enough as, like, I am doing this devotionally. So... Yeah, I mean, that, that
4: bit was, like, that's actually believable. I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> Franciscan on the ground, why not? He, like... He's, like,
3: he's, like, phys- he's, he talks about how fucking hot a statue of the Virgin Mary is. He talks mm-hmm. about the statue's breasts and stuff.
4: Yeah, Yeah, we have, like, examples of, like, nuns trying to, like, climb crucifixes that mm-hmm. are suspended in the air and kind of like dry hump them in like a real chill way that is just religious and pure you know like having an ecstasy of saint
3: Teresa moment you know
4: you know yeah so like i'm like sure his line
0: is when the female by nature so perverse becomes sublime by holiness then she can be the noblest vehicle of grace Which, great line. And also, listeners, I cannot stress enough how much everybody in this film, A, talks using lines like that, and B, talks in the kind of like,
2: Yeah, yeah. It is is Dark soul shit. all of it. Like,
1: this fucking movie is an hour and a half long, and it could have been about half that if any of these cunts had spoken like they had somewhere to be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> They're just like,
1: every single line is exactly as you say, delivered in <laughs> that sort of dark souls. Every, if mm. you were trying to like transliterate it, there would be a lot of ellipses.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's here. like, again, the point of this movie is a guy hits you over the back of the head with a mallet with the church is misogynist on it. And it's like, I'm not going to mm. argue the truth of that because obviously, but it's also not the, the entire truth, because that's all like, there, there were women in the- oh, never mind, anyway I'm gonna
4: have things to say about that reading at the end Mm. I mean, uh, the, the other thing that happens within this, you know, you've got everyone either talking like a Dark Cells character or if you are one of the peasantry, you are an NPC mm. that just <laughs> speaks in kind of like grunts and howls. It's just like, yeah, Arr, Arr, there's, well, there's, like, there's, go-
3: there's something that I have for this, which is this movie treats different, um different religious orders as RPG classes So Fransi- Franciscans are Jedi because they're nice and they like mm-hmm. kind of like to talk in riddles but also they're nice right. uh, mm. The like Dominicans are evil because Bernardo Go is a Dominican they have the like uh, black and white habit and they're very intense mm. uh, and then Benedictines are like perverse and depraved and like love that he him pussy and then yep. if you don't if you're not in any of those categories if you're just like a normal peasant you're like an orc you know, you don't, like, you don't have the capacity for, like, language or anything. But anyway, uh, which
0: um, Nosferatu, mm. Nosferatu is like, oh, shit, like, everyone's worried by this murder because they're like, oh, the devil stalks the Abbey. Connery doesn't believe in the devil because he has, he's a logic brains genius. So he goes and does <laughs> some Sherlock Holmes shit at the crime scene, and he's like, ah, clearly this femboy jumped off the tower. He committed suicide. And he actually has the line, elementary, just to yeah, fucking I hammer it in.
1: Mm-hmm. I read that in full caps in my notes. Well, well, <laughs> while, while they
3: are looking and while he's doing the elementary shit, we see the monastery open a gate to uh like roll their food scraps <laughs> down the hill into a peasant settlement that then can like pick at them. It's like a Monty fist...
0: Python peasants like, oh, yeah. some lovely filth down here. <laughs> it's
3: just... They get they get in a fist fight over the filth, and Adso of Milk sees uh, a, a beautiful, filthy young woman and is like she immediately sure is attracted filthy. to her. She yeah. is filthy. She's like She just
4: remains filthy the entire like the major thing about her. in her next
0: scene.
1: <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> <laughs> I took your time on that one, eh? Hey? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Weird
1: decisions all around, really. Um, also Abby, uh, Alice, did you get a clip of the abbot
3: in this next scene saying among us? I did not get a clip of the abbot in this next scene saying among us. We will have to go back, find that. Send that to Nate and have Nate edit that in at a later time. Oh, he he said before he hates doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: God bless them.
3: Among us, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, William William is like, yeah, no, it's a suicide. Uh, d- don't worry about it. The devil is not in the monastery, and this kind of allays everybody's fears for a second. And they go to I I guess matins, uh, and then in the middle of in the middle of this the uh some monks run in and 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 grab the abbot because that's been a murder like Mm. again there's two fucking legs sticking out of a big vat of blood
4: yeah Mm -hmm. the vat of blood was supposed to be there yeah and i was kind of i had been wondering what was going on and why there was this long gratuitous pig slaughtering scene I was like, this is all a bit much for for me, oh, there idiot. is there,
3: there, there was one extremely obvious reason, which is that so it can cut from somebody mentions the Inquisition, and then it cuts to them cutting a pig open, and a guy getting yeah, a face full yeah. of blood. And you're just uh, like, ah, subtlety. Hmm. So, they pull this guy out of the, the vat of pig's blood, and it's Venantius, who is another twink.
4: He was a friend of the dead femboy. The yeah. one
3: black guy. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, Instantly. I was stoked. At least they had a black guy in there. I was like, "Well, at least we have some accuracy." Fantastic. Love yeah. to see it. Although it's extremely like the Star Trek thing where you send the black guy on the mission and he gets iced immediately. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, He's yeah. like a
3: red shirt. Yeah. Mm. He's a he's a Greek translator, uh, and he's Adelmo's friend, right? And they also note that he's got like this black stain on his finger and on his tongue mm-hmm. but before they can get to any any conclusions from that this old ass umbertino uh, this old ass nosferatu looking motherfucker goes prophecy it's this is this yeah. is the fucking second seal uh because th- there's blood it's like the, it's like the book of revelation there's there's mm. there's some kind of like apocalyptic prophecy happening here uh, and therefore, we must all, you know, uh, pray repentance and not think about this too hard. It's mm. fine. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: And you can interrupt if me you. if I'm wrong here. I wrote, This happens about once every 15 minutes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really also hilarious to me because you, the way that it's presented in this movie is that either we're going to summon the Inquisition because there's murders happening. Or we'll just go along with this, like, antichrist prophecy, the last days is happening, the devil is walking among us, which will apparently not incur the wrath of the church. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, as someone who, like, specializes in antichrist prophecy in the 14th century, that's the thing where the church shows up and is like, excuse me? (laughs) That's when the church cops would be like... Yeah, because what the thing that happens if you're saying that Antichrist is going to show up and you start trying to do prophecy when Antichrist doesn't show up, it makes the church look really fucking stupid. Ah,
0: of course.
4: So they hate that. And it's like you've got to get your language exactly right um and there's there are ways of distinguishing about it we we delineate between what we call um antichrist language and antichrist accusations so antichrist language would be saying oh well these murders are kind of symptomatic of a generalized decline in society mm-hmm. and aren't we all sliding towards revelation that would be fine yeah but it wouldn't be okay to say these things are happening because Antichrist is here now. Yeah. And this is a result of that. Like he's coming because- on Tuesday, like because that makes you look like a tool. Yeah. Exactly. And- so that what that what we are being sold here as like the way out of this that would be acceptable is actually the reason the Inquisitors would show up <laughs> ordinarily. They'd be like, none of this, absolutely not. So uh
0: speaking of looking like a tool, um, it's time it's time for
3: yeah, it's time for Ron Perlman. Guy alert! What type of guy discovered. Ron, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman, who is wearing a, a shit ton of like facial prostheses. Uh, it, it has a hunchback and talks like uh, this.
4: La morte è <laughs>
3: Dark Souls, Dark Souls, all the time. Rob
4: Rowan having a great time. Yeah, having a great time. Life. Fantastic actor.
3: Speaking in tongues, switching between like uh, French and Italian and Latin and Spanish, uh, and also saying this weird phrase penitenciagite, which mm. Adzo uh, of Milk is like, what that mean?
1: So a, a couple of notes about um, Ron Perlman's character Salvatore. Mm. The, the thing about this movie is that um, it, no one at the time of it being produced thought it was going to do well. Uh, no. Sean Connery's career was at such a low point that when, that when the Columbia Pictures <laughs> found out that the director had cast Sean Connery in this movie, they refused to finance it no. <laughs> because my man was in a bad <laughs> spot. And furthermore, in order, get, in order to get funding for this movie, the director had purposely not written a lot of the movie's dialogue because Uh it all sounds like Dark Souls guys. Mm -hmm. So when they started filming, he hadn't actually written any lines for Perlman to say, but Ron Perlman, because he's a a guy with a brain- Because he's a don, improv. Heard that, this guy, not even improv, he prepped, he prepped for it. He he found, there's a line that says that character is speaking six languages at once, right? Mm -hmm. Latin, Italian, German, English, French. Perlman got copies of the original book in each of those languages and composed sentences by combining words from his lines in the book in each of those languages.
3: Fuck. He's such a good actor. See, what
0: That's, a like, that's when He's you go so above cool. and beyond and even if the film is shit, you get hired again because that's what people like. Hmm. Absolutely.
3: So he really sells this, like, sort of, like, uh, hunchback who is, like, communicating in... As uh, as William says, all languages and none, uh, mm. and and William tells Adzo that this phrase that he heard him use, Penitenciagite, uh, was the battle cry of a heretic sect called the Dolcinians, uh, who were too Antifa. They were too like too based. They, they were like we're too the, based. The, too yeah, they, based. they were too based. They were too based. They were the the liberal idea of what Antifa are. They're like. The church, uh, you know, Christ uh, requires a vow of poverty, therefore the church should be poor, therefore we should butcher everybody who has too much money. They were teaching
0: critical race theory. They, they sounds
3: were. pretty fucking good to me, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. How how accurate is that as a description?
4: I mean, I absolutely love this made-up thing. I think it was a uh, base as hell. I would love to read more of their works. This would be a group I specialized in if they were about uh, the, the shop. I mean, the closest thing that we see to this um is you know in peasants rebellions and stuff that will happen in the later 14th century like the jacquerie uh really get good they kill some noble people, which is extremely good in my opinion, although they all get killed for that um, so it's it's an interesting one because it's not the sort of thing that we would usually see in, in theology at the time. There are some groups of people. So, for example, uh, very notably, like the uh portion of the Hussites um, who are based out of Tabor. They go in for this stuff. They go really hard commie. They go like pretty hardcore commie. Um, like vaguely, there are some that get a little bit of atomite and a little bit like free love at times. But you don't often see you do see like from peasant movements and things like that you there will be huge calls for the abolition of uh wealth and there's a constant and grinding mm. discussion about the church's wealth that goes on over and over again you know notably with the franciscans and then it crops up again in the 14th century with actually a bunch of people saying i i think you'll find the franciscans are very wealthy now what are we going to do about this mm. um so that's always a topic of discussion uh, but Mm. My question
3: really is like, we see we see Salvatore, and he has also a protector, another monk, uh, mm. whose name is Remigio, who like looks after him. He's the cellarer. He's the like he looks after the wines, but he looks after Salvatore too. To what extent is this like at all plausible that you can like sort of recant your heresy and like while keeping it secret, just sort of blend in as a monk?
4: I mean, it's in, it is. In theory, possible, because if you were a heretic and you got away and nobody knows, Mm. you could theoretically become a monk. Now, having said that, generally, to join a monastery, you can't just join a monastery, right? Like all the peasants rolling around in the dirt outside the monastery (laughs) of this, they can't just say, you know what, actually, it seems like you've got like three meals and a bed in there. Can I come too? Um, that is, it, that's not how it works in general. And in general, when you join a monastery, you have to come with some kind of gift, be that money or some land that will come with you. It's especially true of what we call oblitz, So all the twinks, um, if you come in and, and basically get pledged at like, you know, 10 or something like that, oftentimes your family will say, okay, well, here's enough money or land or something that's going to kind of make up for the fact that they can't work like an adult yet. Mm. So it basically means that Most people who are in monasteries And nunneries they come from wealthier Backgrounds so It would be possible even in later Life to then join and it's like it's A popular way of retiring when you're Rich too if you're like really fucking sick Of your husband or wife you'll both like Retire to a monastery and nunnery Respectively and then just You don't have to deal with each other um, <laughs> and That's not
1: just one of them it's both Being like well see you later Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's
4: really common. They'll just be like, "No, we're done. We're good." Um, and then you know that you could theoretically join a middle age. So the trouble is, your man here is going to have to come up with like the money to get into the monastery and also bring his pet hunchback with him Mm. or whatever. So it would be possible, but where they're kind of like getting the money for that, and you know, it was. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe they just took it all from the bishop they they killed, in which case that makes sense. But it's, like, this sort of posits that anyone can just become a monk at any time, and that's really not the case. I mean, like, in theory, yeah, it's possible. But in practice, it's, like, a rich people thing, and there are set times in life that you ordinarily become one. so. Mm. So William,
3: like, ruthlessly exploits that information that, like, You know, you are a heretic. I can denounce you, and you know, have you tortured to death. So, therefore, if you don't give me, uh, what I want to know, I'll I'll do that. And so, what what he learns from this is that uh, Adelmo and Venantius, both of our dead twinks, had like been seen by Salvatore talking in the graveyard, uh, in in some like apparent distress. He like files that one away. But meanwhile, well, I so. think we
0: skipped ahead. We skipped ahead here because they Connery mm. does some some Sherlock Holmes brain genius shit at the crime scene with the pig blood, and he follows the footprints back to the library. And, oh yeah, and he sees he sees what the femboy Boy was working on, and he's been drawing fucking furry shit. Mm. And Connery <laughs> yeah. has an argument with a monk about laughter and furry
2: shit. So oh, the
3: entire yeah, time yeah, time well, yeah.
1: We've. It's worth the, mentioning the presence mm. of a guy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: There is. Brother, Berengar, Brother Beringer. who
1: Who is this f- He's in like Perfectly white makeup mm-hmm. uh, He's bold He's a little on the larger side And he's just like
3: scuttling around Constantly Long nails, very long nails
4: Oh these nails though homeboy mm. uh,
3: Extremely like he's got a pallor William mm-hmm. calls him moon faced uh, Like
4: Also okay,
0: No one in this film fucking looks normal
3: no, <laughs> no speaks no. normal He, no, is, looks he normal. especially looks looks abnormal And a large part of the abnormality Is effeminacy specifically mm-hmm. Which is very interesting Especially mm-hmm. for a movie One of whose critiques of the church is Wow, you, you heard about this misogyny? Is mm-hmm. to then be like <laughs> Yeah, but also though
4: But so, also, isn't that It's gross when dudes do it though but, yes. I mean, let's be real Let's be real
3: mm-hmm. There's a bit there's a, bit, well, there's a there's a mouse that gets loose in the scriptorium, mm. and Brother Berengar jumps up on a stool and screams. Mm. And yeah. I suspect that you are meant to be repulsed.
2: Mm.
3: Interesting. So, anyway, mm. uh, Connery yeah, notices br- br- that a
0: lot of the books are missing as well.
3: Yeah, and specifically, yes. Brother Berengar blocks him from seeing what Venantius was working on. He's like, Oh, can I take a look at his desk? And uh, Brother Berengar's like, Nope. Mm. Yeah, rips right in there in front of them. Mm-hmm. They yeah, come back at
0: night though, so. and Connery finds a secret message written in lemon juice uh, from the friend of the Fenboy, um, which mm. appears to be yeah. uh, directions to something. Um, but,
3: but first, but first get lemon juice. Adzo, Adzo, young Christian Slater is about to risk it all for his first, last, and only taste of she her pussy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. whilst Connery so- is, like, talking to Ron Pillman, the gibbering hunchback, about, mm-hmm. oh, the femboy and, and his mate were in the, were in distress, and in whatever. Uh, the girl, the filthy girl from before, comes in. <laughs> um, it's not clear where she comes from or why she's there,
3: but she is... She sneaks in through the, the like, sluice gate to try and, like, uh, either steal food or fuck monks for food.
2: Yeah. yeah. But she
0: is the horniest... That anyone has ever been.
3: That's That's true. true. She's basically feral and she jumps Christian Slater and takes his innocence.
0: Yeah, Uh, like, she just, like, just fucking goes, like, this actress, just, uh, so as much as Ron Perlman is committing to being a gibbering hunchback, which is 120%, this girl mm -hmm. is committing to being horny.
4: She's horny. She is um, basically unable to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm
3: she's an NPC. She's
4: so horny. Yeah, what she lacks in um, any intelligible language skills she makes up for in little moans and just going straight for the D. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just <laughs> right yeah. so, to the D. So I got a couple of points about this this scene as well, but I'm going to put on my big nonce hat because I <laughs> have detected some noncery occurring. Beep, beep, beep. First of beep, all, beep, Christian beep, Slater beep. in this scene is 15 years old. Yep. Um... Second of all, Valentina the actorism, Vargas. But the character is the, right. The no, no, no. The actor is really ah oh, okay. Oh mm-hmm. god! Oh 15 no! Fifteen years old. Just read it. Uh, the second thing: the actress who plays the dirty peasant girl, Valentina Vargas, was cast because Slater did script reads with three potential women, and he was so just like out of character, completely smitten with this girl that. Uh, she was selected above the others third point and here's where it gets noncier um, Jean-Jacques Anna um, uh, no, the, the director didn't give Valentina directions he let her improvise the scene but he didn't tell Christian what she would be doing so as to and I'm quoting directly here elicit a more authentic performance from him beat, So, the beat, uh, beat. Beats. Uh, beats. 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 So wait, beats. so you're telling beats.
4: me that they mm-hmm. we just saw a 15 year old boy get his head shoved just right into they titties, yeah, mm-hmm. just uh-huh. right up in there, and everyone is like, "Keep rolling, this is great." Also, seeing some 15 yeah. year old
3: ass as well, this which is not feeling non- comfortable shit. about.
0: Damn! Wow! Well, Fuck! <laughs> I
4: spoke.
0: We're gonna have to uncomfortable. we report ourselves to the nuns detectors.
4: I was already uncomfortable, I was like, this scene is gratuitous, I really didn't need yeah. this much of like came shagging her. On like a yeah. pure
3: BBFC, like, film classification level, this is up there with fucking Sallow. But right? the, like, <laughs> the actual artistic merit, there's a gulf there, right?
0: Yeah. This is the second Old Man Connery film in a row where we've just had like a gratuitous a horn.
3: Ass. Yeah in no, the I last one in Rising Sun the there was this like
0: explicit pussy shot yeah it might just be the 80s yeah They
2: mm, yeah.
1: love to do this kind of shit we saw this in Man from Hong Kong as well where there was just straight up titties on screen yeah. in like yeah. a You movie <laughs> Well,
4: see you know I-, I love the titties but yeah Adso
3: has betrayed his vow of chastity which is in real life should be should be a big deal right it's one, it's mm. three rules dude there's three of them <laughs> and like ok, we kind of accept that, like, at different points and at different times for different monks, the vow of chastity has been a joke. And that's one of the things that this movie gets into. But mm. it's still a big deal for Adzo because he's like, you know, he's committed to it. and he's yeah, he's young and idealistic, yeah. he's just been jumped by this feral NPC girl
4: i I kind of love the 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 entire thing with her, though, because it's actually like such the way that a medieval monk would write about women. Mm. (laughs) It's actually kind of perfect. Like, this is, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, they're just mad horny. You just get in a room with them. They're putting their cloak up, head straight in the titties, sex everywhere. You just can't put a stop to them. They're essentially, like, feral, unthinking, um, completely illogical, and mad horny, right? It, It is what especially monks who see themselves as being you know above peasants because of the class they are drawn from the way that they would relate to women of lower status would be exactly this so it's kind of hilarious Mm. because they're trying to be like church bad the the church is bad because of the way that it thinks about women on the other hand you know mad horny feral peasant girls definitely exist and that's real but it's good
2: and they're like,
4: they're like that's the church <laughs> like, yeah. like, are correct
0: But you shouldn't say it <laughs> exactly. Yeah 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 Pretty much um, But he's absolutely, he's absolutely smitten by the pussy And oh, he's, really? like, She's he's like It
3: got him acting unwise Acting and like,
0: hella unwise Honorary senpai have he, you ever been in love with the pussy And he's like no, no. I have, I've only been
3: in love with Aristotle yeah. Uh, I mean I love but, like,
4: that. I loved that though. That I, was did, so I did I did
3: appreciate the little bit where he's like he asks Connery to like be his confessor, uh, uh and Connery's like, well why don't you just tell me first as a friend? Which I kind of I yeah. liked that, you know, knowing yeah. that, yeah, that was like cute. the seal the seal of the confessional and the you know the confession as a sacrament is like a distinct thing. I appreciated that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh yeah, so Connery Connery I'm gonna keep calling him Sean Connery, yeah, breaks into He doesn't play anything else. No. no. He breaks into the scriptorium after dark uh, to find this, like, note with some Greek characters and a hidden message written in invisible ink in lemon juice, mm-hmm. which he unveils, which is a zodiac code. It's got, like, uh, the, the various signs of the zodiac and it's going to unlock something. Uh, mm. But creepy brother Berenger creeps his way in uh, and, like, I guess tries to hit. Connery with a hammer, and then steals the book and his glasses.
1: I don't think he tries to hit him, he just makes- I, I think he just makes a noise. Oh yeah, uh, you're he, right. He throws he just, it across like, the room thing. so yeah. that they go away from him, because they're Metal Gear Solid NPCs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then just nips in and whips that book right
3: out. Mm-hmm. So oh he, yeah. He has the book, uh, and... Meanwhile, we're getting these sort of competing narratives where William is like, no, everything's is not a prophecy. It's not an Antichrist thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Umbertino is like, no, it, revelation. Next thing is going to be like water. There's going to be a guy found in some water.
0: Yeah. So the-, so the long and short of it is Connery explains mm-hmm. everything to Drax and he says, uh, so the, the femboy furry artist wanted to read a forbidden book Um, And the the effeminate keeper of the library was like, well, I will will give you the book in exchange for sexual lewd acts, Uh, which they did. (laughs) And then the femboy killed himself out of shame. Um, His Mm -hmm. friend who told him where the book was, uh, he then read the book uh, and then died, question mark. So the keeper of the library moved his body into the pig's blood uh, and then the keeper of the library read the Forbidden Book, and then he also drowned in the bathtub. So yeah, we like, found, this we is like, it's drowned a the bathtub. it's an evil bathtub. book. It, you, you read the
4: book and you die. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the ring, but for a book. Yeah, mm. and oh, there's and, like, like, it's like, it's, it's like
3: is, the, is this happening for, like, <laughs> mystical reasons, or is it happening for, like, INTJ stare reasons? <laughs> no. Are Ari,
1: Brother Berengar trading access to a book for sexual favours from a twink, um, and you can mm. directly cut this, Nate, if you don't want me to say it. But I have a comment here from uh, one Nate but they says,
2: <laughs> my only name of the
1: Rose comment is critical support for brother Berengar, who looks like he's never seen the sun, never left his gaming chair, and is blasting through twinks like a Sherman through Georgia. <laughs> Which is the funniest collection of words I think I've ever read in my life. But you can, yes. you can take that out if you would rather it not go out.
4: Mm. <laughs> i would i would want that on my headstone personally but you know do you yeah, Nate? Big the
3: the fucking gaming chair thing is so yeah. on point too. such Jesus a way with words Christ. Nate. do you want to replace me on this you're way funnier <laughs> oh my god okay so yeah he he drowns in the bath brother baron does mm-hmm. and so this seems to vindicate ubertino's like Antichrist thing, right? Like, because that's the mm. third seal is like in water, and the next
4: one is gonna <laughs> third be. The seal is, uh, is unattractive game end time. You know, uh, the first two, it's Twinks, and yeah, then the it's like guys are like, oh, mm, mm, I guess critical support, yeah.
3: but. Mm. He, he like warns them <laughs> that the next one is like scorpions, and William's like, yeah, okay, fine. But.
4: Drax? are going to find scorpions so in winter? Connery, Connery
0: no. tells all this to Drax, and Drax is like, yeah. "I already called the Inquisition. I just got off the phone. They're already on the way." Uh,
3: <laughs> I'm going to burn so- that parchment though, with the like secret code on it. Just- yeah,
0: he's mm. like, "Forget, forget this. Uh, there's some more Monty Python shit." We're now halfway through the film, and the, the crime has been solved.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The uh, the Inquisition is coming in the person of a guy you know, mm-hmm. John Connery, You're my Bernardo Guay. Your, your old adversary, an actual historical guy, Bernardus Guidonis. That's right. Bishop of Ledev and papal inquisitor. Uh, he is going to show up and he's going to sort it all out. But also, the other Franciscans are going to be there and the papal delegates are going to be there. Some cardinals are going to be there mm. for them to have this like scholastic debate. Um, Which we
0: don't yet know the subject of.
3: No. No.
0: Um, but meanwhile, Connery and his novice... They go into a secret labyrinth where all the books are being hidden, and then they briefly get lost, and then
4: they then they don't.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much.
4: It's so interesting to me because, like, uh, <laughs> this whole oh yeah, only there's only the two librarians, and they're the only ones allowed mm. in a library, is just so incredibly against what monastery libraries were for, and the mm. entire point of, of monastery libraries, and it's. I mean the way I feel is like so Sean Connery's character when they get into the library. That's how I feel about medieval books. I'm just like <gasps> books, yeah. yeah. And I just start like having to flip out. It's and, genuinely
1: like, adorable. How excited? Yeah,
4: he is. it's nice. Yeah,
1: my note was I get like this in libraries.
4: Yeah. And I just I feel that really deep down. But the entire point of monastic libraries was they they did some incredible things in the medieval period. You know, like they're essentially the site of the Carolingian Renaissance. They're the reason why we have so many classical texts in Europe, actually, is because monks were so obsessed with Aristotle and jacketed about him all the time. Like, that's real. <laughs> um, and they would and they would copy these texts and share them around. And they were really all about moving texts around. So, it's a weird one because, like, I get that they need it for this plot point furtherance, but ever having the idea that, like, any monks would have access to some scripts and then they wouldn't want to share them. Like, it's just, it's so beyond the actual pale of believability. Mm. It's It just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean... The, thi- the thing the is, this, this
3: this this like monastery within the movie is meant to be like it it, it sees itself only as like a repository for texts, and so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Brother Georgie, the like guy who argued with William in the scriptorium about laughter, uh, is like venerable Georgie, venerable Georgie, mm. an old ass blind ass monk, is like the sole. Uh the, the, the point of a library is to recapitulate knowledge, not to create it. Mm-hmm. Um and he is in particular especially vexed about the Franciscans' like tolerance for laughter and tolerance for humor. Um and they, they get into a sort of a little theological argument about this earlier, where um where Connery pulls up uh actually a slightly more obscure a Saint Maris. Being boiled alive rather than um, St. Lawrence, who would have been my first pick. But, you know, go off, King. Anyway. (laughs)
0: Uh, Ron Perlman is doing witchcraft.
1: So, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, we should probably flag, just because it's somewhat plot relevant. During that debate, Sean Connery flags up a book by Aristotle, Mm. which is about the benefits of comedy. And because this movie. Aristotle's second poetics. And because mm-hmm. this movie is directly about finding out what a book is, uh, it's that one. It's the <laughs> one that he mentions by name and gets a response from the guy from.
3: Yeah, because it, it's, it's believed to be lost. Yeah. That's right, that's right.
0: And indeed it is now, it is currently lost. Um, but uh, So then Ron Pullman is caught with the horny peasant girl and a black cockerel and a cat. And that's shit the, the Inquisitor arrives, and they're like, oh shit, like witchcraft... We're gonna burn the girl. So, like, having solved mm. the having solved the crime, and then like groped about for some sort of plot for twenty minutes. Now we're like, oh shit! The, the woman is in peril. Like, okay, fine. We, thank, thank God we rediscovered the plot of a film.
4: Um, mm.
1: <laughs> just grabbing her it threads, like fuck, yeah, fuck, uh,
4: fuck, 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 uh-huh. ah, shit, uh, oh shit. This was like very funny to me because, I- again, you know. Um, we, yeah, the concept of witches, not so much in the no. medieval period. Like, I mean, it, it starts getting bigger in the kind of at the very end of the 14th century and in the 15th century when you have right. the Malleus Maleficarum come out and things like that. But like trying to blame women for magic and going after women specifically for magic is a really early modern thing um yeah. it's, mm. it's getting not getting common. really in my
3: sylvia federici about this and being yeah. like yeah this is this is a way to attack women's like store of productive knowledge also i'm a turf now for some reason yeah weird lady <sighs>
0: getting really into the Fetty Ricci's business, and then all her friends being like, what the fuck are you doing in our business? This is a single-sex business, get out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like also, again, one of these things where it would be more likely in these circumstances for them to go, yeah, the monk did it, because there's lots of problems with monks trying to do magic all the time, mm. um, because they've got access to books. Spiritually so got-
3: dangerous knowledge. That's one bit that rings true for me, is like, the, yeah. that's, that's like, the, to me, the sole, like, understandable reason for just like locking up a bunch of books in secret is you know the these are much like the vatican secret archives with all meaning of secret but anyways like no this is yeah. like this is morally dangerous knowledge it will like lead you to doubt if you are not careful
4: there's definitely, we you know, cases where you'll see back and forth, especially with texts about magic, where people will go, oh, well, should we keep these or not? Because, you know, you shouldn't be trying to do necromancy. Non- non- monks are constantly trying to summon the dead to have a chat with them. <laughs> That's like what they do for fun, yeah, um and uh, and then people will be like, well, no, well, yeah, you should get rid of them because necromancy is definitely bad, but then other people say, yeah, but it's like it's knowledge, and surely they like it's something that you should know exists, but you shouldn't try to do it, and there'll be a lot of back and forth. sometimes we'll see you know spells and things like that are scribbled out in pages or like the whole thing's taken out and burnt. Sometimes we've got lots of it intact, but it would be more believable from a 14th century point of view. It's like, oh, yeah, that that weirdo monk that no one really likes was trying to do magic. Everyone would go, yeah.
3: Mm. So. Both Salvatore he's and up on
0: TikTok, he's he's hexing the yeah. moon, he's huge.
3: <laughs> and both Salvatore the and the, moon, and, and, you the know? and the feral girl are going to be oh, burned at the stake. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. after having like confessions tortured from it's
2: them.
1: it's such a fucking easy job that Bernardo Gui has because he he literally walks in and is like the first thing he sees is he goes, Oh, it's witchcraft. Alright, we're done. <laughs> Solve the mystery, boys. <laughs> okay. Pack it up. Burn them. let's go. Yep. Yeah. I'll be in the so car. D- d- Do
3: like the other the other Franciscans arrive and they're all again, they're Jedi, right? They're British and they're kind of pious and they're a little bit humorous and they want the church to be poor.
0: Debate time, baby. Debate 1385.
3: Mm-hmm. The papal delegates arrive. It's like a bunch of cardinals complete with the like It's Vauch. Um <laughs> complete the with the
0: brawlers. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolutely, absolutely
3: <laughs> no subtlety of these like sort of corpulent, gout-ridden cardinals being pushed up a hill by a bunch of uh, like filthy peasants. Yeah, they all
1: look like Corpus Colossus from Mad Max yeah. Fury Road. Right? Yeah, mm. and we
3: we we get quite oh, a the, sort of the bullet. Film. Um, we, we get a kind of a deft parody yeah. of scholasticism from umberto echo not so much from the movie which mm. is the subject of the debate the ostensible subject is sort of unveiled with great pomp by this uh, by this cardinal who's wearing like his galera the whole time um and it's like did christ or did christ not own the clothes that he wore Right. Wow. It's yeah. r- It's exactly the kind of thing that people make fun of scholastic philosophy for. It's literally like angels dancing on the head of a pin, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, fuck. But- oh, so, so Someone's going to have started writing an email already, and I just want to be very clear. Not Corpus Colossus. That's the tiny guy in the thing. I meant the people eater. Just backspace mm. the email that you're about to send. <laughs> account. It's fine. It's fine. It. I'm sorry.
3: That was on so- me. <laughs> No, so, so but like the the ostensible purpose of the debate is not the real purpose of the debate. The real purpose of the debate is: is life. the church entitled to its riches? Uh, mm. uh, is it is it correct that the essentially like that the Franciscans should be crushed for heresy for uh, suggesting like the poverty of the church?
0: Yeah. Um, so we are ostensibly having a debate, uh, but actually it's about. Who is allowed to live? Uh, a tradition yeah. that Britain has carried on even into even into today. <laughs> Wait,
3: are, are you saying that some of this might not be in good faith? No. But anyway, and, uh,
0: J.K. Rowling's there, and she's like, "Look, the Franciscans are opening the door, like no movement ever before, uh, to mm. to bring to bring in uh, all these and sexual of course, like having...
3: Having this sort of, like, uh, beautifully, like, wheels within wheels, sort of counterbalancing thing about scholasticism and about poverty and about obedience, uh, in, in the novel, this turns into a shouting match. And not, like, in in a way that's interesting, mm-hmm. particularly. So, like, you, you see the cardinal sort of shouting about how Jesus owned a purse, for instance. Um, <laughs> Femboy Jesus. That's you know. right. That's like, right. It's
4: like, was it a purse or was it indeed some kind of you know satchel mm. in, that it was well, that was more masculine in character? Yeah. Who knows? L- luckily,
3: yeah. luckily for William, the, um, the 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 monastic coroner, the medical mad examiner, scientist monk. Yeah, the, I, I think he's I think he's nominally a herbalist, but like mostly what he does in this movie is autopsies, mm. which is yeah. great. Uh, Comes in to tell William that he's found the book that Brother Berengar took, which he stashed in his in his um, herbellarium, herb herbarium, herbane, herbarium slab. Yes. How the thank fuck you. did he have that book? Well, he, he got it from, uh, 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 Venentius's like desk, right, and like stole it then. No, Because it was like, left out the whole time.
1: But Berengar mm. is the assistant librarian. It's it he's shown uh he's shown in the movie putting
3: the book back. Don't worry about it.
4: It's fine. They just ran he, out he just of just He just reached like, right into the plot hole and mm. it was there. Like, okay, mm, right, so that's how it works. Uh, that's right. he,
0: he finds the evil book, but then like an unseen assailant brains him with a sculpture. Yeah,
3: he 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 is killed. Yeah, strangely. Mm. Um Let's see. The, the so, in, there's an
0: Inquisition tribunal, um, and uh, the, the Inquisitor, he's, he's putting on trial Ron Perlman, the gibbering hunchback, the horny peasant mm. woman, and a third <laughs> monk who was also part of the Antifa division. Yeah, uh, Remigio, it who seems was protecting like Salvatore. All oh, right, okay. Um, and, and my notes say everyone looks the same. It's hard to tell who's who. Because the thing is, when everyone mm. in your movie looks like a freak, then like it just they all kind of blend into one.
3: Mm. But um, go- it- go- makes go- makes uh, the yeah. Abbot and also William complicit in his verdict, mm-hmm. and we we see established earlier that like to object to the verdict of the Inquisitor is death.
2: Yeah,
3: because right? uh, it it means you yourself are guilty of heresy. Mm-hmm. Um, do yeah. uh, not know. so much. Good but, system, though. Know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know. in any
3: case. Yeah, in any case, having tortured confessions out of them, uh Gui tries to get uh Remigio to also confess to the murders, which he which we know he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's this sort of actually quite well done scene where he's like he, he tortures Remigio into like a full confession. Uh and Remigio like has his sort of moment of of, of bravery and martyrdom. and he's like yes I was a uh, all of you should be killed I'd butcher all of you myself but because based, based, yeah. based. But, but because he doesn't know anything about the murders because he hasn't done any of them he can't confess to them properly so mm-hmm. Gui has to like feed it to him he's like oh, why did why did you murder a monk and he's like oh, i don't know and so Gui has to be like were you possessed by the devil and Ramisho, to his credit, like really gets into it. He starts like foaming at the mouth. And he was like, I am the devil. And I'm gonna kill all of you. And it fucking rocks.
4: It, it was very good, in my opinion. And that's how kings go out, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Nice no,
3: like no knowing knowing that it would be futile to object, but moral anyway. Uh, and also having established that his like his major sin, his his weakness is his intellectual pride. Uh, William is like, yeah, no, I don't think he did the murders, because I'm right. He's, he did all the other stuff, so I guess you have to burn him at the stake, but he didn't do the murders. Uh, and Connery and says there will be
0: more deaths if you do that. That's this.
3: right, that's right. And so Gu is like, yeah, this guy's going back with me to Avignon, and the Pope's going to sort it out. By His which pronunciation we are, of Avignon is fantastic. By, by which Avignon. we are meant to understand that like he will be tortured and then killed. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and while he's being
1: like escorted out of the fucking uh the court, on his way past the rest of his order, Connery just like angrily says, I'm right. Okay, cool. Which I do. Cool. It rocks. That is me leaving any argument um,
0: <laughs> Yeah,
3: on the way. I'm right. And he is I'm immediately right.
0: proved right in the next scene.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. unfortunately. They're, they're still like under monastery arrest, which is like house arrest but a monastery. So they get to they get to go to vespers. It's very different or to just
4: being in a monastery generally. <laughs> right? Yeah,
3: where well, you're allowed you to know. wander in and out all the time. Uh, um, so they're they're in vespers, and then Brother Malachia, uh, uh, the, one. the the guy with the horizontal tonsure, the guy he's, with the fucked haircut, he's the librarian. Is his the his librarian role. collapses and dies in the middle of prayer. Uh, again, with these strange black marks on his finger and on his tongue. And they use the confusion, Adzo and, Adzo and William use the confusion to escape, make their way back into the labyrinthine lavatory. La- uh,
1: labyrinthine lavatory. La- the <laughs> labyrinthine lavatory. That's how um, we're going to have to start is... designing
4: it for all these goddamn genders. Uh, am I right? Am I right?
1: Problem is, the men are invading the labyrinthine
3: lavatory. <laughs> Harry Potter and in the... No. Um. And, and, and we find out the, what the book is. It's second poetics. Aristotle writing about comedy. Mm-hmm. A lost work. So dangerous that it had to be kept secret. Sentence and one, particular. this is what we
0: call a little trolling.
3: <laughs> and particularly taken care of by venerable brother georgie mm. the old ass dude who has such uh like distaste for laughter uh for like merriment that uh he has poisoned the pages of the book so anyone who touches it and like for instance licks their finger uh will be killed and this is what's been causing the death aside from the suicide, which was because of Berenjab being uh, a fucking nonce.
4: Mm-hmm. What yeah. I love about this is that for your your man there, mm. laughter or like the the concept of, you know, frivolity is worse than murder. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, and like, yeah, I'm sure that I will not be like tortured in hell for all eternity for having murdered several of my brothers. Have
0: you ever ridden in the quiet carriage of a train with somebody you want to shut the fuck up?
4: (laughs) I think he's entirely right. There you go. Okay, I take it all back, actually.
1: Yeah, so George is like, his motivation is that when you're laughing, you aren't afraid, but you have to be afraid of God at all times in order to be righteous and and stuff like this. So obviously Mm. what I have done Mm. is I've poisoned the book that teaches you how to laugh. Good day. This is the plot. That's right. (laughs)
2: Um, But
1: fortunately, William. I am
0: the joker.
1: William has got (laughs) fucking gloves on. So he's Ah. not going to die of the poison. And what he does very carefully and very smartly is he tells Venerable George that he's wearing gloves. Because George won't die. And George Mm. goes, oh shit, grabs the book and leaves the room. (laughs) And like, how the fuck? Are you How bad do you have to
3: telegraph your moves that a blind man gets past you?
1: And <laughs> outmaneuvered
3: I mean... by an old blind motherfucker.
1: How
4: did you get outrun? <laughs> by this fucking guy! In a labyrinth! Bond has been brought so low. That's all I can say, you mm-hmm. know?
1: So we just chase him so... through a labyrinth
0: for a bit. He knocks over a lamp. The labyrinth's burning down. The, the mm. old blind monkey eats the poison pages and fucking dies. Uh, meanwhile, outside, Ron Perlman is burned at the stake.
3: That like sequence of him just stuffing pages into his mouth is how it I mean Percy. <laughs> In what manner? I don't know. <laughs> Lose to date immediately. I, I don't know what kind of implications I'm making at any time, including this. <laughs> Neither does this uh, is the
0: film, to be perfectly honest. No. Ron no. So like Ron, Ron,
3: Perlman and 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 Remigio burned at the stake, but the peasants as the are fire... like, you
0: can't burn her. She's the horniest girl. She's like, "That's our horny girl." We were the, using her. They're the, like,
3: <laughs> and the fire breaks out in in the tower of the library, and the monks are like, "Oh shit, fuck!" I mean, oh, real no. immediately, immediately book it back to the monastery. Yeah, uh, which, it's the only time uh, which, I
4: began feeling things, I was all like, <gasps> <gasps>
3: "Yeah, <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah," and <laughs> it really affects Sean the town Connery as well. Are
4: like, they're
0: burning that ego. We're gonna simp for her. Can I mm-hmm. help you, Queen? Can I get you down off the stake? So the people of the, the Monty Python peasants rise up. <laughs> and they save they the they girl. And then we think that Connery is dead, and then he's not.
3: hmm. Yeah. I Bernardo, Bernardo Gui gets fucking owned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he
4: gets iced. By the, the,
3: peasants, the peasants ice Bernardo Gui uh, by like knocking his carriage off of a cliff, impaling him. Yeah,
1: he lands on one of his, like, spike wheels that they use for torches. whatever. Fine. Sure. It's a very subtle movie, is the mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah, it's... Which is if they had a higher budget, like what they the would book. have done is had, like, an Iron Maiden land and him just, like, fall into it and it closed. That's the sort of level of metaphor
3: that we're working on here.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Mm, yeah. And, I mean, put it this way, Bernard... Bernard Gowdy died at the age of, like, 80 in his like palace so yeah
4: as a bishop so you know huh. please don't go around like thinking that this is real real you know um so I mean he must have like... survived must have survived that I <laughs> <laughs> yeah he got better
3: <laughs> He's left. yeah I would William, William is alive out. William has yeah. like survived he has made his way out and uh, William and Adzo go to leave, and he's like presented with this choice of like do I leave with William or do I leave with my feral ego girlfriend?
1: Yeah, makes the wrong
3: fucking choice though, unfortunately.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, um, no doubt. No
3: doubt. He, uh, he chooses he chooses knowledge over she her pussy is the Yeah. Thing. And Turns you know what? In. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: know what I'd be feeling real I'd be feeling real jilted if I was the e-girl I'd be like yeah. well, that's a girl all that, that a trouble group. prayed for a miracle you, uh, learn, incited- you learn
1: all the knowledge on earth and you become the wisest man and all you learn from that is that actually you should have just gone with the e-girl yeah. yeah that's
3: true yeah yeah
4: mm-hmm.
3: well what did well, we learn from watching The Name of the Rose other than read the book um, after you well, read Eleanor's book
4: I suppose that the major thing I learned is that people are way too willing to film non That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that, yeah.
3: We will, we will now be turning in our hard drives mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and ourselves to the Inquisition.
4: Maybe uh, that's why you can't watch it anywhere.
3: <laughs> like- oh fuck, maybe. Hey, hey,
1: shit. You know what? We've solved the mystery <laughs> here. Uh,
4: I've just got a text message. I've been. Uh
0: made a member of the House of Lords as a result of watching this film. So um, Oh well there you go. Congratulations. We've all been given positions in the
1: secretary now.
0: (laughs) Nice, well done. Shit. Um, (laughs) so there's a couple of things we could say about this film. So like having well you probably heard of this. Have you ever
3: considered that femininity is gross, especially in men?
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so there's that. Um, There's
3: a couple of like period correct descriptions of homosexuality that still like linger a bit there's a bit where like they're, they're autopsying Berengar and um uh Connery says he was left handed and the fucking medical examiner says mm, brother Berengar was inverted in many ways I'm pretty sure that like Ooh. the discourse of inversion around sexuality is like a 20th mm. century one yeah but that's also, definitely not also says like flesh can be tempted towards nature or against nature uh, so like fucking the like feral peasant girl for you know ox hearts that's towards nature uh, that's right. blasting through twinks is against <laughs> nature i <laughs> always saying Which, that sure especially because it makes you weird and gay and mm. like I don't know you have a giant moon face and nails are too long
4: Mm. So
0: listeners, you probably heard that at some points we kind of like struggled to recap the plot because there's just like a bunch of things that happen. And that's Mm -hmm. because the novel is like a deliberate postmodern subversion of detective novels. So rather than have like...
3: It's fucking great.
0: Yeah, rather than have the detective like slowly piece together um, like what has happened, it turns out that like the first death was a suicide. The second one was like an accident, as was the third. There's actually only one murder um, which, mm-hmm. which, like, on its own is quite a clever, like, thing to do with a detective film. Yes, mm, cool. But at the same time, well, A, it doesn't make for a very good detective film, in my opinion. And B, no. it's trying to do this thing about, like, oh, like, religion and censoring knowledge versus, like, the free-thinking, brain-logic genius detective Sean Connery. But, like... It's the, those two goals don't go together because, like, the fact mm. that it's just a series of random coincidences that he like fails to really stop completely undercuts all the stuff about like, oh, you've got to be a free thinking logic genius.
3: Mm, I, I mean, this is the thing, right? Let me put it this way: if you ever try to adapt Foucault's pendulum, I'm going to come to your house and kill you in real life.
2: Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> do not fucking n- n- do not. Also, instead of watching this, watch Benedetta, which is, like, defter with it. Or, just fucking read the book. Fucking read the book. Read the the book. book Film was a mistake. Why do I do a film podcast when I like books so much better than film?
4: Yeah, I really, really like the book, and I think it's good and fun and nice. And, I mean, the the trouble with the film is the film, it kind of wants you to come down on the side of, the real bad guy was the church. Mm. And yeah. like the book doesn't really do that. To yeah. be fair,
3: so well, like part of the th- part of the thing with the book is that like, and the movie just about gestures at this and then forgets it. Right, is that like Umbertino's like uh, prophecy is like. Another method of like spiritual inquiry. It's another way of intending to arrive at the truth. And it's one that the novel doesn't take a position on whether it's better to do that or whether it's better to be a fucking uh, like INTJ guy to be like, oh, I'm going to do logic to this. Because they arrive at like different like answers, but for like laudable reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's not. <laughs> I don't know. They, they literally put that character in a cart and get rid of him partway through. And it's like, well, okay, but you're not going to say anything about what that me? Uh, no? Okay, fine. Yeah.
4: <sighs> yeah, that's... Abby, you've just summed up my feeling about this entire film. Just... <sighs> yeah. I kind of like it just because it's trash. It's, um, it was more fun uh, to watch
3: than Rising Sun. I'll say that. i
4: disagree. Abraham work, Really? Yeah, I-, I
3: The shempai kohai relationship.
0: Everyone in this film has really thick accents and mumbles their lines. The film is really dark. It's also very quiet. So, like, half the time, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, Rising Sun was, like, racist trash, but I understood hmm. the plot, and I, like, could tell what was happening in the scenes. This, it was, mm. it was almost, like, dreamlike at points. It so just sort of drifted from scene to scene, and, like, based on this film, I would not bother reading the novel, because I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't no. want to do this.
1: You're completely. There were va- there was there were bits where, um, like Adso of Milk would just see like the faces in the wall moving. Yeah, and it wasn't mm, used yeah. for any actual like Sp- spooky Catholic purpose. horror. It it was just sort of like, wouldn't this be fucked up? Mm, anyway, yeah, it's a hunchback, <laughs> mm, is which a is funny problem. because like, like again,
3: in I'm gonna keep doing the in the book thing, but. That's a thing. That's a right. Catholic thing. They're, like, weeping statues. Uh, like, statues that seem to move on their own. These are, like, things that the church at times has recognized as miraculous, right? And it's about how those things can also be horrifying and, like, uh, dreamlike and delusional sometimes. Uh, mm. And, like, it's... It, it, it It's sort of... it's an It's an inquiry into, like, man's relationship to truth. And I really like the book, I really really like the book and you should read the book. I'm sure this it's This is not like, a great you, you, adaptation. You,
0: the film promised me Detective Sean Connery investigating fanboy murder and instead it, he solves the fanboy murder 50 minutes in there is no murder and the rest of the film is just like uh uh fuck it do you like the, do you like Ron Perlman? do you like Hunchback? Yeah. do you like this horny girl do you do you want oh it's oh it's, a, oh it's a killer book and oh it's not and then there's an old blind man and ah fuck it we're done and that's it
3: yeah, and also it made us all into nonces because we had to watch the scene of like young Christian Slater's ass going up and down. So, yeah, I'm right. I mean, yeah. cool.
1: I got, I got some closing thoughts here, um, mm. which is okay. director Jean Jacques Arnard admitted to casting the ugliest actors he could find because he wanted the characters to appear, quote unquote, real based on the men in his village where he lived. When he returned to his <laughs> imagine village, if you went to school with that guy.
4: Wow When right.
1: he returned to his village some of some of the men asked him if he really considered them to be as ugly as the characters in this movie to which he said
4: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> So
4: Okay wait king shit though actually like, actually <laughs> mm.
1: he does live in Europe hard to say
4: <laughs> Wow mm. he's friendly um
1: nonce he also he it did I mean there was some nonce shit in there
3: Yeah
1: I don't think anything balanced that out for me <laughs> No, I didn't really have yeah. a great time.
2: Wait,
4: well, it's funny because I watched this years ago, like years and years and years ago. And I think it was with a bunch of other medievalists and we were getting quite drunk and being merry. Mm. And I had like these soft vibes towards it. Uh, I was like, oh, I like In the Name of the Rose. That's good. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, wow, I must have been really <laughs> rather drunk because I'm not enjoying this. At- or is my brain simply just broken now because I'm too online? Mm. Is this like... You know, it's one of these age-old questions: Has it changed, or have I? But um, mm, yeah, I, I feel think the that maybe also I was kind of confusing the my great like of the book for yeah. the movie. I don't know. I don't know, mate. I just yeah, mm. I've I've lost a little something in the rewatching of it because now I don't like. it. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta give.
3: We gotta give brother Barringer the Kronstein Rosette.
1: Though <laughs> the, the other the other thing is um, yeah, Mr. In the in the final moments, it's revealed that the narrator that you're hearing intermittently was an older Adzo of Melk, and his final line is that while this girl was his only earthly love, he never learned her name. And then like, I never oh, learned to read road, by any <laughs> other name. Hey, it wouldn't wouldn't it be nice? Her, anyway, her
0: name was her name was Rose.
1: Mm. <laughs> that's the moral name. it's the name. Yeah. Of, it's the name uh, of the rose. name yeah. of the rose, no, you, a, you know, it's kind By of it's supposed to be like Citizen Kane.
4: You know, it's like that's his rosebud. Mm. This is horny rose chick.
3: Cool. Well,
4: fantastic. Well, yeah, it's it's it, that that's rather what the movie's like. You're like, well,
3: <laughs> that's the official Kill James Bond review. Is...
0: Sorry. I <laughs> want to read um,
4: another line. Sure is a movie.
3: <laughs> another line from the IMDb, just because
2: it's. <laughs>
1: okay. um, this is just on its own One sentence uh, in the trivia And it just says Hundreds of teenage boys were scouted Before the production settled on Christian oh! Satan And oh. I like
3: that <laughs> Senor Pasolini Please come to the white courtesy phone Senor President Paolo Z, Pasolini Please come to the, the white courtesy phone I am ready <laughs>
0: Mm. Uh, well thanks very much for listening to this incriminating podcast Um, (laughs) that's right if you
3: want to buy a book about the middle ages and you wish that book had illustrations then I would highly recommend that you buy Dr. Elna Yannicka's book
4: Mm -hmm. yeah it's actually about the middle ages and not Umberto Eco's idea of the middle ages so that Mm. is a book that I am
3: actually
0: looking forward to reading
4: thank you Abby (laughs) (laughs) You know, no. please, everybody, buy this book because buy I just book. had to watch this movie and ruin my life. Now Ooh. I'm a nonce, so if you don't buy this book... And it could and, like, happen just, to <laughs> you. <laughs> well.
3: And if, if you still don't have enough Eleanor Yanaga in your life, where can people find you? Where can people find your content?
4: You can find my blog at going-medieval.com. I've also got a Patreon, like everybody else, which is you know Patreon slash Going Medieval. Um, my podcast is we're not so different where I talk about some medieval bullshit every week. Um, oh, yeah. and then uh, there I am on Twitter at going medieval, you know, as many of those I'm links,
1: around. as I remember, will be in the description. So just <laughs> scroll on down. It, it's so
4: many. I'm just, I'm down here in the content minds every day. I, on my hard hat i grab my pickaxe and i make some stupid bullshit that people I, thank, live you, thank you thank you for coming mining might
1: with might just forget to put them in but uh my DMs are open <laughs> just let me know i'll
4: buy <laughs> <some> <laughs> by the book that's all
3: <laughs> you know? oh my god so anyway
1: um th-
3: thank you for assembling thank for you this. for giving us your money and subscribing to our patreon uh yeah. we appreciate it a great deal and we will be back with the next main line James Bond episode for your eyes only. Right, brother brother
1: Thorne, Brother uh, Caldwell Kelly, let's get back to these breedable twinks.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stress enough that they are over 18.
1: They're, all of these are a, veg. All
2: of
0: them are, are <laughs> a <specific> breedable twinks.
1: <laughs> Rolled enough to vote. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Kill James Bond. Links to everything to do with Dr. L. Noyanaga will be in the description. Maybe. Uh, let me know if I have forgotten to put those in. If you are listening to this on the free feed, then hello and welcome to the Banquet of Forgiveness, where for the month of July, both of our regularly scheduled bonus episodes will also be available for you, the unpaying and therefore more disgusting hogs. If, once this month is done, you find yourself horridly addicted to that sweet, sweet bonus content, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash killjamesbond. And thank you very much to our brothers from the £15 and above order. And those are George Rohack, Jack Holmes, Paint McCala, Sol, Amanda Ragda, Bobby Lagerstrom, Nikki, Kentucky Fried Commie, Field Commissar Jen Jen, Jen Jack Bushel, Amber DeGrezia, Larry Kintz, Tarp underscore zero, Mothman, Timothy Pejorni Jay Martindell, Pete Snorrison, Tripp, Big Titty, Goth Girl, Richard Drum, Josh Simmons, David Wickman Ratner, Elizabeth Cox, Alfredo, Kinu92, Rail, Leal, Jonas Schwamberger, Zoe Shepard, James Natman, and Robbie Morgan. Your names are carved into my heart. Gil James Bond will return next week for For Your Eyes Only with the wonderful Mia Mulder and the week after for Cars 2. Cars 2. Cars 2. Ladies and gentlemen, Cars 2. This has been Kill James 1 starring Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer, as always, is Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Maddie Lepchansky. Our website is by the wonderful Tom Allen. See ya.